Light that spark fire nation, JLD here, and welcome to episode 1634 of EO Fire, where I chat with today's most inspiring entrepreneurs seven days a week. Goals equals success, Fire Nation. With thefreedomjournal.com, you will be accomplishing your number one goal in 100 days. Let's chat with today's featured guest, Dino Dogan. Dino, are you prepared to ignite? I'm super prepared. Yes! Dino (laughs) was the CEO and co-founder of Triber, an ag tech startup which he launched in 2011 and was acquired in 2015. He is a builder of software, designer of experiences, architect of ideas, tamer of complexities, and a collector of rare books. Today, he runs Made in NYC, a software prototyping studio. Dino, take a minute, brother, fill in some gaps from that intro and give us a little glimpse into your personal life. I knew this question was coming up, and I was like, how do I answer this? <laughs> uh, you know, something interesting happened to me uh, uh, recently. I realized that uh, I've been a quote-unquote entrepreneur for 10 years. So it's my 10 years anniversary. Wow. Yay! Yay! <laughs> and when I started 10 years ago, I didn't think I'd be the kind of guy who would care about a 10-year entrepreneurship <laughs> uh, anniversary. Uh, so uh, needless to say, it's been a uh, tremendous growth. Uh, and man, like if you want to learn people and you want to learn technology and you just want to learn life, start a business. It's, it's really good for that. There's a lot of things about starting a business. You'll learn about yourself independently, mm-hmm. which I actually had no idea when I launched EO Fire. And it's just been such an experience, you know, starting with just yourself with this idea and then being like, okay, I'm going to add my first virtual assistant. And then, okay, like we have some money coming in the door. So now I can afford to have Kate quit her job and come join the team. And then, you know, before you know it, you look around and here I am, you know, four and a half years later with like seven virtual assistants, you know, a full-time employee here in Puerto Rico, you know, my Myself and Kate obviously working full time and just like the places we've gone, the things that we've seen, you know, that Dr. Seuss is such a great quote and <laughs> that's the life of being an entrepreneur. That's what you're taking on Fire Nation and one thing that's really fascinating for me, Dino, is like you've really had a couple different experiences. I mean, talk to us real quick about co-founding Triber back in 2011 and then building it into 2015 when you sold it. So let's talk about that. How did that happen? Oh, you know, five-year journey. It's probably the best time of my life. Also the worst time of my life. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, It was crazy. You know, Dan Christo, my co-founder, and I, when we started in 2011, we we were clueless. We had no idea what we were doing. Uh, We uh, built this out in three days. We opened it up. It's, It's completely stupid to do that. You should never do that. Um, It was half-baked. It looked terrible. Uh, but somehow we chugged along and, uh, um, you know, we we uh, we got some traction about a year or two years into it. Actually, there was a good span of like a couple of years when we were trying to find our money button. Right. Yeah. It's like, what is our business model? How are we really uh, uh, making money? How are we making this work? And that experience felt like um, driving a car down Garden State Parkway uh, at about 100 miles an hour. And trying to put the wheels on while you're driving with the passengers in the back. That's how it felt. It was just insane. So we switched monetization strategies a few times. We've tried everything under the sun. Uh, eventually came to some kind of an equilibrium that uh, worked pretty well for us and you know, t- took it from there. And then in 2015, um, 
we we received a couple of offers and we took one. 99 Robots has been a really great uh, acquisition partner for us. So, yeah, it all kind of uh, uh, worked out by the skin of its teeth. The skin of his teeth, and I feel like that's the definition of an entrepreneur. And I love that phrase <laughs> that you said, find my money button. I mean, yeah. Fire Nation, you got to find your money button. You don't know what that button's going to be when you start. I had no idea how I was going to monetize. People said, John, people don't make money from podcasting. I said, I right. know, but that's all I'm going to do, so I have to find a way. And <laughs> you know, for six months, there was no money button, but luckily- I found my money button as I got to that tipping point, as I continued to put out that free, valuable, consistent content. So Fire Nation, your money button's out there. It's just putting in the work to finding it. Now, you know, when we chatted earlier before we pressed the record button, Dito, you were like, John, am I crazy? Or is like everybody else crazy? You're like, 2017's been, 2016, I should say, actually, for you, that whole year. You're like, I've been noticing some things, some trends that have been really interesting. And I just want to talk to Fire Nation about it. So let's expound. Because yeah. I, I stopped you right there. I'm like, Dito, I don't want to talk about this now. I want to talk <laughs> about this online when we hit the record button. So break it away. It must be the point in the life that I was in, right? I was driving 100 miles an hour running Triber, and then uh, we got acquired. I transitioned out of my position. I looked around. I thought I'd hit the ground running uh, with something else immediately. I didn't. <laughs> Tried. Didn't. I uh, didn't succeed. Uh, and and I had a sort of a, a, you know, I went on a really low information diet. I'm, I'm bare, I've, I haven't written a single article. I haven't uh, done any posting or anything like that. Uh, so I've had a chance to sort of uh, pull back and look at what's going on. And all I saw was just insanity, right? On one hand, you have all these fake news and Trump and uh, 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 what's that uh, Daily Show uh, Trevor Noah joke? He's like, uh, 2016 started with uh, Zika virus and got worse from there. Right? <laughs> hey, you're speaking to the choir now because I'm in Puerto Rico, like the home of the Zika virus. That's hysterical. Oh my God. <laughs> Jesus. It's okay, such an, it's such a, oh, by the way, such an over, like, for the record, such an overblown media hype. Like, of course. Nothing is going on down here. <laughs> Everything is. Like, you're never going to hear a story about a dog escaping uh, the backyard and not biting the kid. Right. It doesn't happen. You know what I mean? You're never going to hear that story. It's always just, uh, you know, a, a doom and gloom. So I'm looking at that. Um, and, of course, I'm fresh off the Triber experience right. and the stars are fresh. And I know how we did it when we started. And I'll tell you how we did it. Um, and, and then I'll tell you how, how it can be done today. And people are still doing it the old way today. So when we did it um, – it was Dan and I, two people, eventually got up to three people, eventually got up to five people, and so on. Um, uh, but, you know, to build a technology startup, uh, it takes two, three, five people, ideally, about a year of their life to figure out if this is going to work. And you're going to have to dump, I don't know, like maybe up to a million bucks, depending on the scope of the project, uh, to see if this technology venture is actually going to yield some uh, benefit to anyone. Not even to you, to the customer. Is it gonna like? Is it gonna yield any benefit to the customer, much less to uh, the founders and whatnot? Um, so the expense and the time it took was just incredible. So in 2016, I uh, I come off this Triber train, and uh, I take a look around, and uh, what I see is just incredible. So technology, technology has advanced to the point where even like three years ago. It wasn't feasible to create what's called a clickable prototype. Uh, 
And Clickable Prototype uh, looks and pretty much feels exactly the same way as a, a fully built out coded, um, you know, platform. Um, but it's not. Right? It's just a design, graphical design, and uh, images linked to one another, some behavior thrown in, um, and, and that's that. And, the, uh, and here's, the di- uh, here's the difference. Um, can you validate a product uh, with this uh, clickable prototype? And the answer is, yeah, absolutely, you can validate it. You can bring it in front of investors. I've done it. Uh, uh, you can bring it in front of customers. I've done it. Um, and the difference in the cost is just insane. Um, you know, 100, 300 K to build an MVP. That's just to have like, start having a conversation about it. Right. Yeah. I mean, let me break in here right now. Cause I'm looking at some yeah. notes you sent over to me to build an MVP, which is the minimally viable product fire nation. And this mm-hmm. is to validate a technology business. You right. used to need a million dollars about a year and at least three to five people. I mean, think about that barrier that was there for anybody that wanted to build an MVP. That's what you used to need. So That's Dino, right. what's changed? One person could do it in two months for like 20K. Wow, come on. That's what changed. It's absolutely true. Um, uh, and all you need is a little bit of design skills. Um, so if you know like Photoshop or want to learn Photoshop and be able to do some uh, UX and graphical design, boom, that's that's all you need. And then you use tools such as Experience by Adobe or Just in Mind by Just in Mind. Uh, and there's some other ones uh, out there that are great. Uh, and you just uh, uh, upload those uh, design panels into this clickable prototype thing and bring it in front of customers and uh, investors, and they'll tell you that no one's even going to notice that it's not coded, right? And by the way, getting it in front of the right people these days, you can run incredibly niche-targeted Facebook ads only to the right person to get the right people onto this to validate it because you know that was another problem so you had back in the day as well it's like well how do i even find the people to validate this business i don't want to just go to a random test group of like stay at home fathers when you know this is made for adventurous mothers i mean that makes no sense and now you can right. be so targeted for you know one to two to three dollars a click and i just want to reiterate fire nation what dino just said two months one person 20k from what used to be by the way Really recently, a million dollars a year and three to five people. So, Dino, how is this possible? Yeah. So, so technology is one part of the answer, right? Uh, tools such as Just in Mind or uh, Experience didn't even exist like two years ago or even a year ago. It's a brand new product by Adobe. Um, uh, so, so these tools uh, either didn't exist or weren't mature enough. So the technology certainly improved and changed uh, to uh, allow people who are not coders, who are non-technical founders, right, allow them with a minimal set of skills to actually produce uh, products that are uh, that uh, you know can be uh, validated. So that's one part of it. And there's a lot of uh, converging trends on this, uh, but the other big important trend is there's these guys, man. There's a handful of guys that have been around uh, forever. Um, I'll, 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 I'll start with Steve Blank. Okay. Uh, st- I don't know if you've ever had him on a show. Nope. Uh, if you haven't, oh my God, you should. Um, uh, Steve Blank is just an incredible individual, uh, 40 years in Silicon Valley, 20 years as a founder of his own eight startups, 20 years as an investor, now teaches at Stanford and a few other places. And he's developed, uh, developed this thing called uh, customer development model. 
Um, and it's essentially a scientific approach to validating your hypothesis, guesses about your business, right? Um, and uh, uh, and uh, finding the customer, right? And, and it's a scientific approach. It doesn't guarantee any kind of success, but it does provide a model that you can follow. And if you follow it, and, and if you do build something that's valuable, and if you do find a customer for it, Y- y- you'll, you know, y- you'll know it, you know. Um, so uh, he's developed this incredible model that can be used by startups. Uh, he's written uh, Four Steps to Epiphany. It's a bestseller, great book. Uh, in it, he talks about uh, customer development model. And if you just follow, uh, st- uh, like if you start from Steve Blank and just uh, take the red pill, blue pill, which one <laughs> takes you down through the mirror? I forget. <laughs> we'll do the blue one. Yeah, it could be a whole Mendel effect thing too. I don't know, but uh, but uh, uh, if you just follow Steve Blank down the rabbit hole, you'll discover other dudes like uh, uh, Alexander Osterwalder with Business Model Canvas, which I'm sure are going to come up again, and the Pirate Metrics by Dave McClure, and uh, uh, obviously Eric Reese of Lean Startup, and like a handful of other guys who five years ago, I, like nobody really knew about them. Uh, four, three years ago, they started sort of coming onto the scene and uh, preaching their gospel. Um, and they all cover different parts of, of validating a technology business. And as far as I know, no one has sort of uh, put it in like a full system, right? I know uh, some people are trying uh, and have done it. I just don't know how well they've tried it because I don't have an insight into it. Um, but uh, individually, they address different components of uh, validating a technology business. But if you take them in combination, I'm going to mention all these guys. Uh, so if you want to do your own research, please do. That's why we're here. Um, uh, if you follow uh, Steve Blank and uh, look at his videos and stuff like that, uh, you're just going to go down a really, really great rabbit hole uh, that's going to help you with your business. So I'm going to shut up now and just let you follow up on that. <laughs> so what we're actually going to do, Fire Nation, is leave a little cliffhanger right now because there's some things that Dino has yet to reveal about what he's doing day to day that I'm pretty excited to learn about myself. But we're going to take a quick minute first to thank our sponsors. You're ready to launch your first website, but all the technical aspects, the design requirements, and what seems like a lot of moving pieces are becoming overwhelming. The solution for your overwhelm? Check out HostGator. HostGator has all the tools you need to build and host your website all in one place. In addition to having hundreds of templates for you to choose from, they also offer a drag and drop website builder and mobile friendly templates that make it easy to create a great looking website fast. Plus they offer 24 seven live expert support. So there's always someone to help you when you need a hand. The best part, HostGator offers a 45 day money back guarantee. So if you decide it's not the right platform for you, no problem. With HostGator, having a website is easy and affordable. Take your website Website from dream to reality with HostGator. Visit HostGator.com slash fire for 60% off today. That's HostGator.com slash fire. Design projects can be tricky. Building and establishing your brand, it's hard work. And if you're not a designer, then it can be very time consuming and costly to get great design work done. 
That's why there's Design Crowd. Rather than paying expensive fees and waiting weeks for an agency to pitch an idea or create a great looking logo for you, you can have what you need within days. All you have to do is launch your brief, then designers will begin submitting quality designs for your review. Within hours, you'll receive your first design, and over the course of several days, a typical project will receive 60 to 100 plus different designs to choose from. All that's left to do is pick the best design and approve payments to the designer. Visit designcrowd.com slash fire. That's D-E-S-I-G-N-C-R-O-W-D dot com slash fire for a special $100 VIP offer or simply enter the discount code fire when posting your project on Design Crowd. So Dina, we are back, brother. Thank you for hanging out while my wonderful sponsors talked about their wonderful products and wonderful services. And Fire Nation, by the way, Dino was episode 597. So over a thousand episodes ago, Dino graced the entrepreneur on fire stage and he talked about his worst entrepreneurial moment, his lessons learned, his aha moment, the lightning round that he absolutely crushed. I still love to go back and listen to his $500 question. So check that out. If you just go to eofire.com, you can use the search bar to type in Dino, D-I-N-O. This episode and episode 597 will pop up with all of the greatest hits. Now, Dino, you were just chatting about Steve Blank and about how finding the customer is so important and so much easier now because there's models to follow. The book, Four Steps to Epiphany, which is a great one, Fire Nation. Make sure you get that on your to-read list. And you, today, Dino, you're hanging out. You have this company called Made in NYC, and it's a software prototyping studio. Talk to me about that. Where did the inspiration to launch this company come from, and what's a software prototyping studio? <laughs> well, it's a, it's a, certainly a kind of a new bag. So uh, let, let me explain uh, where it kind of came from. Last year, I was just – that's 2016. Uh, I was uh, just kind of taking a break from everything, and uh, I had an opportunity to work with uh, some wonderful people out of Austin. Uh, they they asked me to do some of their UX design and whatnot. Turns out what they needed was a product owner, so I got into that. Um, so I did that one or two days a week, and then one client turned into two, and two clients turned into six. And like by November, I was uh, working on six different. Uh, Wow. projects. Uh, I wasn't trying to be that busy. And it was all the same thing. And um, it put me at a crossroads between sort of what business layer needs, um, you know, uh, the money layer, the business layer, the guys that are sort of developing the business model, and the developers who are usually offshore or someplace else, or maybe uh, not even local to where the business layer is. Um, and uh, they it put me kind of in the middle. And I got to see firsthand um, what kind of difficulties they're facing and uh, w- what's happening in that space. Um, and I just noticed that uh, the, I'm, uh, what are all these inefficiencies, like the timing and uh, um, getting everybody on board and spending two weeks on a single page trying to decide on a shadow? I'm like, this this doesn't work this way, right? Um uh, so I started exploring uh, how can this stuff be uh, done a little bit better and cheaper and faster, and turns out it's all already out there. I mean, we already mentioned Steve Blank, right? Um, and uh, and I started slowly getting my clients to adopt uh, new models. So with one client, they were doing waterfall uh, development, and anyone who's done any kind of engineering knows what that is. You spend two years developing a product and then hope and pray that it's not too late or that it finds an audience, right? It's the 
insane way to deploy a product. And it's how big companies usually do it because they can. But smaller companies, uh, you know, new companies, you can't do that. You have to, you know, do uh, do scrum. You have to uh, uh, do little sprints, lean startup, that whole model. You have to uh, iterate slowly uh, and stuff like that and validate each hypothesis uh, every week. And people are, by and large, uh, A, either not doing it or B, having a hard time doing it correctly. Uh, so I was just tr- trying to pull all this information from different places and try to apply it. And, uh, John, as a product guy, we – I'm going to reveal a bit of a hypocrisy okay. here. Uh, but as a product guy, we kind of look down on service guys. Okay. Right? A service business is kind of like uh, – eh. Answering phones, like people complaining. No startup guy wants to be in the service business. It's okay to do it in the beginning. We call it concierge MVP. Do some heavy lifting in the beginning. But the goal is always to get the technology to do everything. Right? That's where we uh, are going. So I was talking to a mutual friend of ours, Charlie Posnick. You know yeah. him, right? Oh, yeah. Big time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, Business Boomer podcast. Um, and uh, I was telling him about my reluctance to do a service oriented business because that's essentially what I'm doing. It's right. a service oriented business. Um, I'm like, I just don't want to like uh, uh, take a full leap because you can't scale a service business. And Charlie goes, What's the matter with you? <laughs> I'm like, What? What do you mean you can't scale? A ser- Didn't you used to work for Accenture? And I'm like, Huh, yeah, that's right. Accenture is 250,000 people worldwide. It's uh, pretty much strictly a service business, even though I work for the technology arm. Um, uh, But they've found a way to scale. And then I started thinking about Amazon, right? If you think about Amazon, it is a service business. Like they define their success based on a, a, a very nebulous metric called customer happiness. And the way they uh, create proxies for this nebulous metric, uh, they say, well, customer happiness is affected by things such as fast delivery, right? So um, if I'm Amazon and I define uh, uh, my business as I'm in business of customer happiness, and then I look at my delivery path from warehouse to the user, then seeing uh, uh, news such as Amazon acquires a fleet of airplanes, it makes perfect sense. Right, because they look at looked at the delivery path. Um, they saw the bottleneck. It was the FedEx planes or USPS planes or whatever planes they were using to deliver their uh, uh, packages. Right, and they're like, "This is the bit that takes too long. This is the bit that's, that's too slow. Let's get our own planes." Is it cost effective? I don't know, but I'm going to bet it's not. It's not the cheapest way to do it, for sure. It's not the cheapest way to do it. Uh, but but that's how they define uh, uh, their metrics, and that's that was the bottleneck, and that was the business decision uh, um, that was led by you know uh, what they define as the metric. So, Dina, bringing this back to you, made in NYC. What's the deal? What are your plans? One other problem with uh, the whole um, sort of uh, going uh, building a technology business, uh, and a lot of business guys have ideas but uh, lack technology chops. And then the opposite is true as well. Um, and in that process, uh, the biggest problem that I've found is trust. People just don't trust people, right? And if you hire somebody offshore, it's like, how do you know they're doing this stuff? And uh, uh, it's, 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 trust is like a huge factor. So um, 
John, I'm betting that the next uh, uh, thing uh, that really kind of makes a difference is going to be this uh, intimacy and locality and stuff like that. So all of my efforts are essentially focused around uh, New York City or, uh, you know, um, broadly speaking, a uh, New York State area. Wow. Uh, and it's all, it's all uh, one-on-one, you know, because uh, you got to sit down with a person, talk to them, understand what it is that, that they're trying to accomplish, get the ideas out of their head and onto a computer screen. It's, it's hard. It's not an easy process. Um, so, so I kind of decided, you know what, I'm not going to do, I'm not going to sell to someone in Europe or you want to sit down and you want to have a face-to-face. Precise. You want to look them in the eye. You want to be able to stand up afterwards and shake their hand and say, deal or no deal, depending on what it is. In Fire Nation, this is the way that we're moving. This is the, the direction that we're going towards because if we as entrepreneurs are willing to do things that don't scale, to find out what one customer really wants, then we're going to find information and knowledge that we can scale down the line. Accenture didn't scale on day one. They scale when they figured things out. They, fi- they scale when they figured out the systems, the automation. So you heard it from Dino, episode 1634. He's not messing around. He's going face-to-face. He's doing it step-by-step. Dino, what's the one thing that you want to make sure Fire Nation walks away from this interview with you? Like, What's the, what's the wrap-up comment that you want to make. I think everybody should go check out uh, Alexander Osterwalder. Uh, he has a book out called Business Model Generation, uh, and it's the stuff you should have learned in a business class, but you didn't, I promise you, um, because I didn't, that's, that's for sure. Um, and yeah, get that book, uh, Business Model Generation. Uh, it's a global bestseller written by Alex Osterwalder. He's got a bunch of videos on YouTube. Go watch it. It's the best thing you can do for your business. And he's the second guy that really sort of uh, opened up uh, uh, this, uh, these new models and made them available to us. Uh, it's, it's incredible. Fire Nation, you're the average of the five people that you spend the most time with. And you've been hanging out with DD and JLD today. So <laughs> keep up the heat. And of course, head over to eofire.com and just type Dino, D-I-N-O, in the search bar. And his show notes page is going to pop up with everything that we've been talking about today. These are the best show notes in the biz. Timestamps, links galore. Don't forget Dino's final call to action, business model generation. Check the book out. I've already popped on my Kindle. I'm going to read at least the first 15%, got the sample version. And Dino, I want to thank you, brother, for sharing your journey with Fire Nation today and again on episode 597. So for that, we salute you and we'll catch you on the flip side. Thank you, John. Hey, Fire Nation, hope you enjoyed our chat with Dino today. And if you are ready to turn your funnels on fire, I have a free step-by-step course. Check it out, funnelonfire.com. I will catch you there or I'll catch you on the flip side. With HostGator, your website launches just a few clicks away. Their drag-and-drop website builder and 24-7 live support make it easy to get your site up and running fast. There's even a 45-day money-back guarantee. Visit HostGator.com slash fire for 60% off today. That's HostGator.com slash fire.